0: Hi, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast for Dr. Mignon Online. Today we're going to talk about real-life medicine. It's not always fun, pretty, or happy, but it is real life, and we're going to talk about it. Thank you for joining me. I hope that you can appreciate, understand, relate, and carry this message forward as I tell you the story about Penny. Penny. Penny Lynn Lucas was her name. She was born June 18, 1972, and her life ended on January 25, 2024. We went to high school together. We were in the same grade. We graduated together in 1990. Our lives would cross again many years later when she would teach Zumba at my Wellness Center in Tallahassee, Florida. She was always a shining light, always smiling. I really don't remember anything negative related to her. And the world will exist without her. This is a podcast today about Penny's life which she contributed to this world so positively and was taken from us way too soon, and about violence, intimate partner abuse, and violence in the world today. Her life was ended on January 25th by her husband, who shot her, killing her, and then shot himself. I want to use this time to recognize her life, and also as a, such a positive force, I know that Penny would want us to share the insight and wisdom of recognizing such risks. Let me first talk a little bit about domestic violence I just wanted to share with you that one in every three women have been in a domestic partner violence relationship. That's 35.6%. And actually, one in every four men have been in the same sort of situation. This violence, uh, the pattern of domestic violence, is a pattern of controlling behaviors that one partner uses to control another person. And this can be physical violence or um, physical attacks. It can be um, emotional or financial or sexual control. Violence, domestic violence, is the leading cause of injury to women. Can you believe that? I mean, more than automotive accidents, more than anything, Now, of course, domestic violence is also a secret. It is um, a difficult thing because the people who are experiencing it, the victims of domestic violence, men and women, and sometimes, of course, children, they're manipulated in a different way, but people feel shame, they feel guilt, they feel they can't believe that they're in such a situation they can't believe that someone did this to them. They can't believe that the person who loves them, the one who loves them so much, right, that they're married to or in a multi-year relationship with or, or even as teenagers, you know, we have to teach our teenagers what's appropriate behavior and what's not and boundaries. Um, you know, when you're the victim of that, um, you're... Afraid to even talk about it, or ashamed to even talk about it. Uh, so, I know I I've um, I've experienced physical violence, and it was shocking, and more than once, with more than one person in my lifetime, um, and I couldn't believe that somebody would do this to me or the person that. I was with would actually physically do that to me. Um, there's emotional abuse and, and verbal abuse. I've experienced that. Um, and as the victim of that, you know sometimes you're trying to navigate your way out of it. you think it's going to get better. You you know try everything. You go to counseling. if you have somebody who's capable, you you love that person who's hurting you sometimes, right? So so let's just talk about that. You know, I am uh sure that Penny never thought that her husband would actually kill her. Um but as she was getting closer to leaving him after many years of marriage, that's ultimately what happened. So I just want to talk about the signs and um how and I want to empower the women or men that are listening to this podcast to hopefully take action because life is short and you really never know which way it's going to go. And sometimes it ends in a tragic event like this. And and now it's for the people that are remaining to miss her or the world not to have her, not to have the positive influence of that person uh, that's been taken away from us, you know, Uh, not because they were sick, not because they had cancer or an illness or, you know, had a heart attack, but because somebody else's mental state decided that if, you know, that they would take their life. That's murder. So um, I will also share with you that half, one half or 50% of homeless women and children in the U.S., are fleeing domestic violence situations. Um, And um, overall, uh, I'll also share, these are statistics that I pulled from the CDC, uh, excuse me, the uh, NIH, National Institutes of Health website. But in 60 to 80% of intimate partner homicides, no matter who was killed, the man... Physically abused the woman before the murder in general. Okay. Male children who witness domestic violence growing up are two times more likely to become physical uh, abusers or abusers rather with their own partners. It's learned kind of behavior. So it's very important for us to recognize this. And then, unfortunately, again, this is like. These are the secrets. Nobody knows what's going on in someone else's home or someone else's relationship. A lot of times people don't want to speak up for so many reasons. Maybe your life looks great and how can I tell you that my relationship isn't? Maybe my partner is providing great things for the family or for myself, but in this area, you know, it's a problem and and people would judge me or, you know, or how could she or he end up in a situation like that? But we have to really think about our safety. We have to think about our children's safety. We have to think about our society in general and what kind of society we want to be. There are certain risk factors that will increase the chances of um, domestic or intimate partner uh, violence. And there are certain things that we want to do Um to become more aware and increase the likelihood of sharing and preventing such situations. So today's topic is a very serious topic, but again, it's inspired by, um, you know, my friend Penny Lucas, who is no longer with us, and I just felt the need that we have to speak out about it. We have to talk about it. Prevention is possible. um, But we have to talk about it and teach safe and healthy relationship skills. We have to engage influential adults and peers. That's what I'm trying to share. We have to also disrupt developmental pathways um, towards um, Partnering with a less violent society. So, for instance, pathways. What does that mean? That means that kids that maybe are exposed to domestic violence or teenagers, they have to be taught um, what a a good, healthy relationship looks like. That means that when we see something, we say something. So, for instance, my friend Penny. I didn't know this, of course. Uh, I hadn't actually seen her in a few years, Um, but you know other folks friends told me that they didn't like the way that he spoke to her so the f- friends and family or friends she actually did not have much of a family um they were they had passed away and um so her support network was small but the people around her knew that he was aggressive and verbally abusive or challenging he himself had um, mental health issues or depression. So having mental health issues is a increased risk factor. Of course, having substance abuse is an increased risk factor for domestic violence. Having a past of uh, being aggressive or participating or in domestic violence relationships, um, of course, is a strong risk factor. That seems to be obvious. But the truth is, no one knew until after the fact when they were both gone, that his first partner, wife, uh, she had to flee that marriage. She had to uh, escape and go to the refuge house, but she herself had kept it secret. Not even her son, his his son, her son knew this. So no one knew. Again, it's a secret. Like, that's the kind of thing that you want to leave in your past. You want to, if you escape from that, you don't want to talk about it, but it's very important for us to talk about it. And again, with statistics so high one in every third uh, woman and one in every four man, fourth man being a victim of uh, intimate partner uh, abuse in some way we have to talk about it if we want to decrease those rates. We have to create awareness um and you know i i share with you that i have experienced that um it doesn't mean that there was anything wrong with me right it didn't mean that i did anything wrong i don't have to feel guilt i do want to talk about it so that other people know i have patients i talk to my patients all the time in fact i would I would actually suggest that more than one third of, you know, of the population, female population has been in in a violent situation of some sort. More. At least in my opinion, when I take polls of my own patients, I feel like it. Again, I did not take studies. I haven't asked questionnaires. I'm talking about my conversations with patients and women and and if you ask them, and if they think hard enough, they will tell you. At least 60% is what I think. Um, so it's important for us to talk about it, and we don't have to have shame or guilt, because it's, it's a part of our society, and so we're trying to make those changes. And unfortunately, this kind of violence, what I'm seeing, we're talking specifically about intimate partner violence, but I'm seeing violence... Uh, everywhere right now, you know, I see children being bullied. I see older people being abused by other people, you know, financially or physically or uh, people with disabilities. Um, on the TV, we hear our politicians talking crap about being aggressive towards one another and and that's okay and being, being mean and hurtful. Um, so we have a real, you know, social problem. We, we need to strengthen our economic, economic supports um, for our families. Um, and, and that's always a challenge for the women because a lot of times, if you are financially dependent upon somebody, um, then you might tolerate bad or aggressive behavior more so because you think that you can't get out or life is gonna be more difficult. Or if you're a, a, a mom, you know, you have kids to raise, you know, uh, even people who are well off. If the woman is not working and the man's earning money, then it it's a setup for um, a, a situation that could result in such things. Um, for older people, I have a patient right now, you know, she's older and her 56-year-old son lives with her and he abuses her and they're dependent upon her money. <laughs> and I'm trying to um, empower her that, she can make changes. She can get rid of him. <laughs> it is her son, but she doesn't have to tolerate this behavior. And um, and we're working on that. Uh, and it's been reported. But um, you know this happens everywhere. So is strengthening economic supports. Of course, working towards equality in the workforce in terms of salary and fairness is very very important. We also have to have support for the survivors to increase um, safety and lessen the um, harms, right? So it takes a long time to recover. Again, we said 50% of the women and children that are homeless are homeless because of domestic violence. Um, So we have to provide support, plus people are gonna need recovery, they're gonna need counseling. We need to teach the children who are survivors of domestic violence, what again is appropriate and what is not. And um, that is getting back to teaching safe and healthy relationship skills. So there are six strategies at least, and I'm sure there are many other techniques um to uh preventing intimate partner violence and if if maybe each one of us can work on just one of those no one person has to do everything but if it's about awareness like we're talking about now if it's about providing support to your local refuge house if it's about you know teaching children you know or being a good example um or just being available to listen, or also asking the right questions, really listening. And when you see something is not right, even if that partner, the woman or the man, stays in that aggressive relationship, know that you have to keep pushing. They may be fearful. They may may have been told that they can't leave, that they'll burn the house down, that they will kill them it does happen and um they may be fearful to to speak the truth and um and it makes it really hard to get at but it's very 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 important for us to be aware to be available to be helpful and so um i just wanted to talk about this topic and uh you know intimate partner violence domestic violence um it is a thing that's out there. It's un, you know, in the darkness. It's under the covers, it's behind the door. We don't know what's really going on uh in somebody else's life or situation unless you ask, unless you listen, unless you're available to provide them support, emotional support, a listening ear, encouragement, positivity, financial support, whatever it is that we have to do but um once somebody's life is gone they are gone and and i'm upset and i am um i'm really upset and angry that this person yes he had mental health issues and and, and people didn't even you know okay so he was aggressive with her he had depression he was older than her and there were a lot of guns around, and no one ever thought that this would happen, and it's a nightmare, so. In honor of the life of Penny Lynn Lucas, I wanted to talk about this, and I want to inspire those who have experienced physical violence or emotional violence or domestic violence or financial abuse to not be afraid to share your story or to get counseling if you need it cuz I know that it it's a sad story. You know, it's not a happy thing to share what's happened to you and people don't always want to talk about that, but it's important for us to let those who need to know it know that they're not alone. And then sometimes people don't even know that they need to know something because it hasn't happened to them yet, but one day it might. And so I want people to um be cognizant and to have some sense of awareness, so that you're not totally caught off guard and you don't know what to do. I appreciate you listening today. I hope that this falls on the right ears. I hope that it is helpful to someone. I hope that um, that you can appreciate what we're talking about today. And um, please, if you if you find it useful, if you find it helpful, if you find it inspiring, if you have any suggestions, um, please share it with, um, with myself. Share this podcast with people that you think need to hear it. Um, share with me any thoughts, questions, advice, recommendations that you may have. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. And uh, let's create a more beautiful, loving, kind society together. Namaste. It's Dr. Mignon on Dr. Mignon Online.